Hey Pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last, Last Year's Horror. Horror. It's a horror movie podcast that's always a year behind. This episode, we'll be discussing a movie that reminds us that the same way we warn children about strangers with candy, we need to warn teenagers about strangers with alcohol. Yeah, that's very true. And we're and talking about Ma. It was written by Scotty Landis and directed by Tate Taylor, who might be best known for directing 2011's The Help. Ma stars Oscar winner Octavia Spencer, Diana Silvers, and Juliette Lewis, with an honorable mention going to Corey Fogelmanis for just being so dang cute. Anyway, Ma was released in 2019 on May 31st. Wah, if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. It was a horrible year, but have no fear, it's just horror that we're talking about. Cause if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror, horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on last year's horror. And we're back. Our guest this episode is our very good friend, Sam Hastings. Welcome, Sam. Sam. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to have you on the show. This excited is, to be here. This has been a long time coming. We've known each other a very long time, mm -hmm. but we I feel like we just talk about movies in life constantly anyway. So I just am really pumped to have you on so that, you know, we can just capture our brilliant conversations as oh, they yes, unfold in, in real time. You know a lot of cool things and you have a household a house full of cool things, so I'm also very excited. What's the thing that hangs in your yard? Just like a scarecrow? Oh, yes. I did have a scarecrow <laughs> hanging from a tree branch for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, it's been there like several years, God, right? There was actually a... I had a doll strapped to a tree that I forgot about one Halloween, and it ended up up there for, I think, three years. And <laughs> when I pulled it down, it was just like waterlogged and moldy. It was really disgusting. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking around my house right now and i'm seeing three gargoyles and four skulls and a haunted clown so you're, you're not wrong <laughs> i know the haunted clown that you're talking about and that thing is pretty terrifying i know the gargoyles because they popped out at me the first time i walked in i was yep. like oh hi yep yep <laughs> kind of the, the clown isn't the clown pretty big um I, you might be thinking of the life-size Frankenstein I have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. I don't have just like a scientist. Um, <laughs> but just the, a, yeah. Regular old scientist. <laughs> I'm Frankenstein. Life-size Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the clown I have, it's only, it's about two feet tall and it's balding. It, it has like hair glued to its head, but it, the glue is giving way. And so the hair is just slowly falling off. It's that makes mm, it balding in real delicious. time. I don't like that it. It makes it creepier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're talking Ma. Mm -hmm. Sam, you've how many times have you seen this movie? Four times, <laughs> In, including this watch, or including uh... this, including this watch. Okay, this was okay, my fourth yeah. watch. I, which is weird because, like, I mean, we're gonna get into the movie, but I don't. I don't even love it. I've just seen it a ton. <laughs> That's perfect. Cause I, so I kind of knew that, and I mean, yeah, we'll we'll talk about kind of our reviews momentarily, but. Um, yeah, I have similar feelings, and I was like, Sam, I think Sam's gonna come on, and he's gonna be like, I love this movie so much, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, it's, it's okay, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking off the uh, off the air right before we started recording. Um, so uh, we were talking about how this guy, the Tate Taylor, directed The Help, like right before this one, also starring Octavia Spencer, and has 
have any of us watched The Help? No. Carrie? No, no, I've never seen it. (laughs) Okay. Honestly. So we have a really, really good frame of reference. If it's not a horror movie or sci-fi, I'm probably not going to watch it. I just can't bring myself to care about real people. (laughs) Yeah, same. But, I mean. So he's worked with Octavia Spencer a few times, I believe. Um, The Help, this, and then there was like maybe another movie or two that they had worked together on. Yeah, I, I I can look it up right now, actually. And. But they, yeah, he's described them as I think being friends too. You yeah. Know? Well, you work together with somebody that much, you gotta be. Yeah. Um, but over the years, it's, it seems so out of left field. This this movie, you know, it's the, the director's yeah. normally doing these like, uh, is the help a period piece or is it? Yeah. 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 It's based on a book. I know that okay. much. Yeah. And it's also. It's interesting because that one got a little bit of flack because she, so Octavia Spencer plays a maid. Um, obviously, she's a black woman and she was a maid to white women, I think kind of upper class uh, and whatever that time period was. I think it's the 60s. I'm not sure. Yeah. 50s or okay. 60s. I don't know. So it got some flack for kind of um, having, uh, I, I was just reading about it. They call it um, the this quote unquote mammy figure. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Aunt Jemima type figure. Yes. Yeah. That's why I never wanted to watch it or read it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, but it's interesting to to go from that to this, and and I I don't have anything brilliant to say about the sort of commentary that it may or may not be going on here, but I don't think there's much to be perfectly no, honest. No. But but you know, it's interesting that this you know takes that you know mammy figure and sort of flips it on its head, where in this case, um, the the character is you know actively harming mostly white people but i don't know i mean i don't i don't really think it's intentional in that way i think that they just wanted to work together and well octavia spencer said that she wanted she basically wanted to do a horror movie she just wanted to do something completely against type from what she's used to doing and right. i think she got to do it and i her her performance is incredible like that's yeah she's great in this i yeah she is yeah yeah so it doesn't actually look like so it didn't go from the help to this one so uh tate taylor directed the help then he did something called get on up which is i don't know what she was in that he directed doesn't look like she's in that one haven't seen it he episoded uh, or he directed an episode of grace Grace and Frankie. frankie good show i liked that one did the girl on the train is she in that i don't think so that one's kind of a thriller i i still haven't seen that one either it's also a book release i don't know i mean how much have they worked together i don't see that much unless uh i guess okay she was in pretty ugly people which came out in 2008 the help yeah Eh, i don't know but yeah you're right i mean it, it it feels pretty random for you know to go from she won an oscar for supporting actress for the help and then i think it's interesting i i I appreciate that she went from something like that to a kind of kind of trashy horror movie yeah i think more people should do genre work yeah (laughs) agreed yeah uh you said it better than i did (laughs) trashy horror good stuff Let's go ahead and start with our one-minute spoiler-free review. So if you haven't watched the movie yet, 
Uh, no worries. So who should go first? I vote that you go first, Carrie. Ah. All right. Um, I'm not going to lie. I got a little distracted because our cat was opening the cabinet doors while you guys were talking about the the <laughs> the director and Octavia, which was kind of funny to me. But, um, okay. So He's snooping. I'm back in the game. Back in focus. Focus. <laughs> um, <laughs> spoiler free. One, uh, one minute. Okay. Spoiler free. So the first time I watched this movie, I liked it because it reminded me of like slumber party movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still, it still has that vibe, but um, I didn't like it as much the second time. So I guess, I don't know if that's a spoiler, but. Um, it's not a spoiler. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like, eh you know as in love with it um i think for me the what helps this movie is definitely the acting all the actors are great and i'm a huge juliette lewis fan so you could put her in anything and i'll watch oh, absolutely. it like yeah that's just how it is with me and her and uh i love her i don't know what else to say other than fangirling about juliette lewis um but the I also like some of the characters. They're like pretty realistic and funny. Overall, I mean, there's nothing really bad to say about this movie, but there's nothing really great. So it's kind of like one of those so-so movies. Yeah. And Juliette Lewis. So Juliette Lewis is all I'm there for. <laughs> She's in this, and uh, yeah. So that's 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 good. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask Sam to go next. Okay. Um, this probably won't even be a minute. Um, the movie is fine. I've seen it four times. I loved it the first time. Was kind of iffy on it the second time. Third time, I liked it again. And when I finally watched it again last night, I... Well, you said about it being a slumber party movie. Do you mean like slumber party in the sense that like slumber party massacre or something you'd watch during a slumber party? Something I would have watched during a slumber party back in, like, the That's day. very much the vibe that I get from it eventually. Like, I could see this coming on... this. I could see this coming on cable late at night and watching it with some friends. And honestly, you could put this movie on cable and you wouldn't even have to censor that much. It was... Right, right. It, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it feels like it was made for, like, late night TNT watching or whatever. I don't know if TNT is still mm-hmm. a channel. But, um, but, yeah. Yeah, so Sam gets exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. He just was very, way more... Ele- Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, that's that's my minute. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to echo what you guys are saying, I, I think it's also okay. I, I don't absolutely hate the movie. I don't really think that it's one that I would strongly recommend to people, though. But it's one of those movies that it passes the time, and it, it doesn't do anything that is so egregious that I get angry mm-hmm. at it. I think I have some problems with the plot. Not necessarily realism, because I'm going with it, it's campy. I, I'm, I'm fine with all that. I've heard people nitpick online here and there, like, oh, people don't even notice X, Y, and Z. What's wrong with them? I'm like, it's, it's fine. But to me, I don't really understand why... And we can get into this when we talk about the plot more, because I don't want to talk specifics. But, like, so Ma obviously is um, kind of the quote-unquote villain of the movie, driving the most of the action. But I don't really understand why this stuff doesn't happen years ago. It happens now based on a run-in. And I'm like, but they're all in this town together. 
and the, the the events without spoiling anything the events that take place i'm like i don't understand why things didn't happen like why are they happening now i don't know i just have questions about that it just didn't really feel satisfying to me in that sense and then i also just feel like i'm not sure what the movie's trying to say if anything cuz you know the the character that Octavia Spencer plays Sue Ann is both sort of a tragic figure and also really unsympathetic so i i just at the end of the movie when it when it ends and cuts to credits i'm like i don't really know I don't know a, a lot of horror it doesn't have to have a clear moral or anything like that but there's usually some clear takeaway of i don't know teenagers don't have sex or you're gonna die or you know what whatever it might be um is it kind of coming from that it's folklore be nice to people yeah the the closest thing to a message is just is don't it? bully <laughs> yeah i guess or but it then... could be about the cycle of violence you know they I don't know. Yeah. Sin to the fathers See, and all but that. Yeah. In that sense, I mean, it, it, it's similar to Carrie, but also it's really complicated by the actions that the character takes place or, or uh, that, that, that the character does throughout the movie. I mean, uh, it's going to be easier to talk beyond the, the, the spoiler curtain, but I think. It's just a messy movie. And the other thing I want to say about it before we go into detail is it's a little too slow for me personally. Hmm. I, th I think that... Ben does not like slow horror. It's not even that I don't like slow horror because I, I like slow burns. I mean, Hereditary, Midsummer, those are pretty slow burn. I mean, even like The Babadook, I like that one. That's mm, okay. Okay, okay. Um, but... This one, I feel like... Okay, so bear with me for a second. Um, in screenwriting, there's this thing called the promise of the premise, which is the point after the inciting incident where, you know, what's been promised by the movie's premise sort of pays off, and that's, like, supposed to be the really exciting parts of the movie. And I feel like the premise, for me, finally pays off in the last five minutes of the movie. And I kind of want more yes, of that throughout it should the movie could have been a lot more deranged and i think i yes. think it would have been <laughs> to its benefit you know it's agreed because you you do set up this really interesting premise you set up this you know without spoiling too much should we just get past the spoiler curtain yeah okay okay so so all right um we'll we'll uh, move beyond the spoiler part so okay we are going to now talk about the movie in detail so we're moving beyond the curtain that means tons and tons of spoilers so you've been warned um if you haven't seen the movie go watch it and then come back and listen all right so we're we're beyond the spoiler curtain so what, what were we gonna say sam oh i have no idea anymore <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, what I w did want to go back to what you were saying about why this is happening now, and I think yeah. that's, this is probably a good place because you know we're starting at the start of the movie, and that's kind of yep. the start of the movie. But if I'm not mistaken, it's entirely because she's asked to buy alcohol by this by this girl, and then she recognizes Hawkins' security, and that this kid's there. But how is it and they're, they're they're in a tiny town how has she never yes. run into this kid and gone like oh i guess i'm in love with this kid because i hate his father because yep. i love his father why now that's what i mean they they all live in the same area like you said tiny town and it's it the way it unfolds is as if they're living in this giant city and she's like oh shit 
there he is, you know, haven't seen or thought about him in years or whatever. So I feel like I always stick up for movies. Um, <laughs> That's fine. So I, I took it for as a couple of reasons. Okay. So I, I like true crime. I read a lot of true crime. And um, I recently finally read Mindhunter, which talks about like how they developed, um, you know, their um, fuck. Profiling. This is going to be a bad episode for me. <laughs> um, how they developed their profiling techniques. Yeah. So for me, I feel like it, she was getting a lot of those triggers, like her job was going bad. And, like, she, even though she was in charge of the house, I feel like her daughter's now a teenager and is kind of like, why can't I do this stuff? And is fighting back more. But also, I feel like part of it just goes back to PTSD, where she saw him and he was, like, the same age as his dad. And she put it all together and they were doing the same thing, like they were going to buy booze. And so it was, like, a triggering incident where she was like, oh, to me, that's what it was. And again, as an adult, you have more power. You can kind of like bully kids around. Yeah. So that's kind of what I took um, for why it's happening now. I still think it, those kids were idiots for going along with it. Oh, I yeah. mean, there were a lot of red flags. So this woman was crazy, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I can definitely see that. I mean, I, I would say that, yeah, it feels like it's possible that it would happen in real life. I just personally feel that it's not very satisfying from a story standpoint, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm okay with that. I'm not, yeah. like, arguing that part of it. Yeah, but. like, I feel like it would have been better if, or made, just been more satisfying if her character, Sue Ann, was the one who moved back to this town for some reason. And then she's like, ah, I don't know. It wouldn't have worked because she's got the daughter and all that stuff. But you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, I'm not arguing yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. So let's actually get into kind of how this movie opens, how we begin, and all that fun stuff. So it starts with uh, Juliette Lewis's uh, character's daughter and her. They move to into this town. We don't know much about it, but we see that it's small, blue-collar town. I think I wrote in my notes, where is it? Um, reminds me of every unsolved mysteries murder town. <laughs> <laughs> see, I got mixed messages from them moving into town because they were showing like a rural area and then they showed like more of a cityscape, like landscape in the background. And they kept going back and forth. So mm. I was like, where the fuck are we? I was like that actually, because, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking about how it was a small town and how, you know, it's unlikely that she wouldn't have run into this kid before, but maybe it's not a small town. We don't really right. know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's big enough that there's a casino there. True. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like all the kids... Uh, well, all the all the family members. The high school seemed pretty big too. Yeah, it was like a yeah. like two story. But they yeah. all they all still go to the same school. The 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 kids of the families. Well, seem... she asked which high school. That could refer like imply that there's more than one school. Hmm. I don't know. I got mixed messages because I'm from like a rural small. Yeah. You know. And then there was like the bigger town, and so I thought they were maybe outside of a bigger city or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought about that too, but it was like mixed messaging for me. Yeah, I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Yeah, poor world building. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, so yeah, but they're moving into this town, and we don't know how big it is. Um, and it's 
Uh, we also don't really know why they're moving to the town. I don't think we ever really know that exactly. They just she moved to California and then they moved back. I don't know. We don't we don't really get that. I don't think we need it, but you know, just a thing. Yeah. Um. We also learn though that it's. Uh, oh shit! I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Maggie. Maggie is the the main character. The daughter's name. Um, but it's gonna be her first day of school. But it's mid February. It's uh, one of the characters says it's Friday in in mid February, and it's her first time going to the school. So it's middle of the school year. You know I what? will say that that it's was February, and it's not cold in this place. Yeah, I, I was wondering said... where geographically they were, but yeah, she said she was moving from San Diego, so they could have still been in California, maybe. Hmm. Just like interesting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. It yeah. looked it no, looked pretty because the other chick was like, I thought you moved to California. Yeah, it looked pretty maybe midwesterny. Yeah. Maybe Ohio area. It'd still be snowing. Yeah, right? It'd be cold. Another plot Boom. point world Done. building. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um no, so uh Juliet Lewis, you see like she works at this casino place. She's got this uh, yeah, I guess small towns don't really have casinos. Yeah. All right, we're I'm I'm stuck on this uh, size of the town thing. So let's I, well, I gotta I gotta move on. Yeah, move we gotta, beyond it. I was gonna say, <laughs> it was like um very true. Like, cause when you're the new girl, cause I've been the new girl, it's always interesting because it's true. The most recent new girl always like finds you out and is like, hey, I was new last year, and that's mm. exactly what happened. And then you find yourself doing it when you're another new person comes so it's hmm. like that was true it's like new girl yeah welcome wagon sure i yeah. i did love the welcome wagon like how how quickly she made friends yeah. like she mm -hmm. walks in there goes like oh i guess i'll eat lunch by myself in the library or whatever and then right. these kids walk up and they're like hey we're besties now come to our party <laughs> yeah like yeah when i when i first saw it i was expecting them to come in and to you know bully her or something like that and her to try to like you know have to earn their respect but they just picked her right up. I, I also just liked the characters. I mean, the, the teenage characters are pretty... I don't know. They feel like real characters. They don't feel like cannon fodder that they, they could feel like in a movie like this. Yeah. The one I kid does. Like each the, um, the, the other boy, the one who... Yeah. He's just... Uh, he's just there. I think Don't it, you want to be cool? I think they say his name like once and yeah. it's Chaz or something. So... Yeah, he's just well, like even when not to jump ahead of ourselves, but even when the bad stuff starts happening, the bad thing that happens to him is so like kind of nondescript and has nothing to do with his personality because he wasn't right. even one. Yeah, right, right, very true, for sure. Yeah, because he gets the iron, right? Yeah, she's just like, yeah. oh, the perfect flesh. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's not like on his face or anything. Because sometimes it, people say, like, iron board abs, so that's what I was oh. thinking. <laughs> okay. She put it Wash, right on his... Washboard abs? Yeah, he put, she put it right on his abs. Gotcha. That's what I thought, but I don't know. I like it. We're going with it. <laughs> but so basically what happens is that Maggie falls in with this group. They seem okay, but they're typical teenagers. They like to drink. They like to party. They have what I call a party van, and I they're... I don't know if they're typical teenagers. I didn't party like that when I was a teenager. I mean, like, typical in the sense of cliche movie teenagers. Okay, okay. So. I was waiting for you guys to be like, I didn't either. Now I feel like a loser. I'm like, well, No, thanks. I didn't. Uh, I, I partied all the time. 
<laughs> Sam was a monster. Was a real rock and roller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were unstoppable. I mean, I, so we went to high school for two years because I also was the new girl. For that's right, you were the new girl. girl. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Did a welcome wagon welcome you? Um. I latched on to my friend who I had known before, who also uh, was friends with Sam. So I just found the one familiar face and was like, introduce me to all your friends. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, that's what happened. Oh, cool. So yeah, no real welcome wagon, but it's okay. I also dressed really over the top goth. I had the chain necklace and you know <laughs> tried to be real tough because that's me. I, I was real little, tough and scary. I was a little punk kid, so we would have fell in love instantly. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> I also had a little uh, necklace. Welcome back to reminiscing about high school podcasts. So if you have stories about <laughs> what you were like in high school, write in and uh, we'd love to hear. So. So what happens, though, is they go out to... They, they kind of all get together, and they're going to go drinking. They're supposed to go to a party, but it got canceled. And they go to the gas station, and they're trying to get beer. And um, Maggie Maggie is the one out trying to get beer when Ma comes along, or all, uh, her real name is Sue Ann. And she's walking a three-legged dog. And at first, she's like, get away from me, you know? I'm, I'm not going to buy you beer. Do you want to end up getting arrested? And then... What's his name? Andy? Yes. Andy comes out of the van and says something, and she looks at him, and I thought she recognized him, but Carrie said that she noticed the van, because it has Hawkins security on the side. Yeah, so the camera, I assumed was supposed to be from her eye, like, point of view, it looked at him, and then it, like, looked at the van, and it looked at the name, hmm. and then it kind of, like, looked back at him, and that's when she was like... Okay. Yeah, and she gives yeah. him like the creepiest look ever. Yeah. It's just this long stare. But she know. obviously thinks he's adorable immediately. Oh, yeah. I mean, I gave him a shout out for being such a cutie. He was pretty cute. <laughs> he was a cute little kid. <laughs> Sorry, I called him a little kid, but <laughs> they I mean that's that's one of the things to remember here is that they are children and that's what makes the movie at points so um like you look at Ma and you're just like, oh my god, lady. Yeah. You know from the start that something's not okay. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, she kind of cyberstalks Hawkins security then, and so we know that she's kind of up to something. We just don't know quite what it is, and and that kind of sets up pretty much the rest of the movie. Because from there we're we're kind of off and running. You forgot that she did buy them the booze. Oh yeah, she buys them the booze. So much booze. So much booze. How do? I'm sorry. They're 16. Do they really need a whole case of hard alcohol? Yeah. yeah. So much booze. And every... That's true. I mean, every time they hang out or they, they go party, she buys them more. So it's... They they should have a, a whole bar at this point. I mean, I've gone to parties and, like, we almost finished a whole case, but that was, like, 12 of us and we were like in our 20s like yeah there's what five of them something like yeah. that yeah it's a lot of alcohol for not a whole lot of people yeah so 
maybe you know they all die of alcohol poisoning in the rest of the movie <laughs> it's just a uh, you know it's a jacob's ladder scenario okay what i can't believe is like they're sitting outside the liquor store standing in front of the window in view of like the clerk yeah, right and with their sketchy van parked out front like <laughs> yeah. come on guys just holding money yeah and as people go by they have a list that they're trying to give people <laughs> yeah they're they're real uh sneaky about it but then we see that sue ann calls this ben hawkins security and oh yeah we are introduced to ben hawkins and he's getting a a, a rather sloppy bj from someone we later learn is mercedes mercedes she's fun yeah <laughs> she's something i just i just have to point this out that okay so the shot is it's him and we see that she is giving him a bj but he's in his van and it's you know her head is obviously in his lap but the it's like the the director wanted to really make sure we knew what was going on because the noises that are playing yeah. Yeah. it's like i would say um gratuitous um yeah but it made me laugh so yeah yeah um but yeah so uh, sue ann tells him that there's some teenagers your son is drinking off in wherever the whatever they call it the the rock the rocks or whatever something yeah then the police actually do show up to bust them but we are introduced to the, this this cop character he doesn't come back but i like him he's, he's a cool cop. Yeah. yeah he's like your daddy sent me to come arrest you and he says i played football with your dad he's a dick and then he's like get out of here i'll come back in 10 minutes and you better not be here yeah he's cool yeah i like him maggie goes home after that incident and her and her mom have like a fight because that's what you do when you're a teenager yeah and let's see oh you know what else i found interesting mom uh so um juliette lewis brought their dog to her the, name's erica i just saw yeah it. erica she she brought their dog to the vet where sue ann works and has an interaction with sue ann and doesn't recognize her at all which i thought was pretty telling mm -hmm. i thought i, I kind of liked that that i was like yeah, okay whatever is bothering this character that she doesn't even register for the other one you know yeah i thought that was very cool like a good good play it only makes sense in retrospect though like yeah. you have to see it twice to kind of pick up on that because all these characters grew up together basically yeah we see like another van run and this time sue ann puts all the alcohol in her own truck and they're like what's she doing and she tells them follow me down the road and we'll make like a trade-off but she drives all the way to her house and this is where we get introduced to her basement which is going to be their new hangout spot it's a good basement like how, yeah i like how uh is it tyrell i think durrell Dur durrell yeah yeah he's like the only one who's like no yep and everyone else is like well i have to pee and then they're like well maybe yeah I like, mean, this is awesome we can just drink whenever and yeah he's like, he's like we don't even know this lady yeah he's the only one yeah props to durrell <laughs> stranger danger <laughs> that's right strangers with alcohol i'm telling you so she takes him into the basement and she you know they're looking around and they're like it's this is weird this is gross i don't know there's it just looks like a basement there's nothing particularly weird or gross about it but i don't know 
they're their kids so but she introduces them to the house rules she's like uh you can drink here i'd rather you be drinking here than out somewhere driving around what she say no no taking the lord's name in vain no spitting on the floors and don't go upstairs yes and then red flag she i, I mean, you don't know her she takes uh andy's keys Yes. And she's like, you have to check in with me before you leave, which, I mean, I, I guess from an adult perspective, but also... she's She claims it's for their safety so they don't yeah. drive, like drink and drive. But at the same time, it's like you gave someone you don't know your keys. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere. But the bigger red flag here is what happens when Chaz or whatever the hell his name is... First of all, yeah, he's he's probably the most cliche out of these kids, but he says something to her. It's it's really um, I don't know, just typical of his type of character. Where he's like, you should really set up, you know, this this and this down here, unless you don't want to be cool. Like you don't you want to be cool, don't you? And he steps towards her, like in her face, like he's like, you want to go, bro? You want to be cool, right, bro? And it was just so weird. I don't know. Like, what what is bringing this on? But but I feel like, so even her reaction just proves how, like, non-adult she is. Oh, yeah. Because she could easily be like, yeah, okay, you can leave. Yeah, like, what? And what I'm not going to buy you beer anymore. Or, you know? Yeah. But instead, she pulls out a gun. Yeah. She's like, you want to see something cool? And I'm like. You... And she points it at his head. Yeah. And she says, strip. And he strips, and she eyeballs his wiener. And then she blows it off like, oh, it's a big joke. She starts laughing, and she's like, uh, get put that thing away. And then she's like, this thing doesn't even work, and kind of tosses the gun. She tries to give it to one of the other kids. But later, spoiler alert. It does work. It does work. Yeah. Shocking. Well, I'm just like, I... go ahead, Sam. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I absolutely hate the whole pulling the gun scene. I, I hate mm -hmm. the kid the kid being all aggressive to her, her reaction to it. It just, it feels weird, out of place, and like they just like, they'll go, oh, we need to have, we need to, we, we need to raise a red flag. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. we, need to, we need to check a box here. So she goes, I mean, that's so, it's out of character, even for what we end up learning about her, for her to like pull the gun suddenly like that. Yeah. Even a gun that allegedly doesn't work, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit the character. And I, I really don't like it. I, I, it's my least favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like the fact that she was like creeping on their Instagrams, it was a red flag enough. Yeah. yeah. And like inviting them over and taking their keys. Like, yeah. I, yeah yeah or they, they could have done something that was maybe a little bit more subtle there that could actually be more creepy because at that point to me i'm like someone pulls a gun on you like that and and first of all he's they're also supposed to be 16 mm -hmm. so that's um yeah yeah so you know he's a, a technically a minor and they just blow it off like haha and i'm like oh, i'm sorry if i was a member of this group i'd be like let's get the fuck out of here right. 10 minutes ago you know right i mean and then also if you think about it making him strip by gunpoint that's like um that's a sex offender thing like yeah. she can be on the registry that's what i mean yeah <laughs> like, that, that's what i mean on top of not just like having a firearm yeah. and pointing it at people right. but like that's that's intense yeah but yeah they're like okay let's get drunk now and then they get drunk now 
we kind of learn some other things in this section of the film too. So she, uh, Sue Ann says something like she was married, but her, uh, the guy left years ago, uh, at the casino. Place. Well, we also get the first flashback. Yeah. Where, um, they like a flashback of Sue Ann herself in high school and she's getting invited to a party. Right. Yeah. We also see Erica, so Maggie's mom at the casino, she runs into Mercedes, which is a really f funny exchange. I, I I do like the the characters for the most part, especially some of these side characters and how just sloppy and gross and stupid they are. Like Mercedes is just a really fun character. I bet the actress playing her had a lot of fun being that character. But uh, she's sloppy drunk, and so we learn that Erica uh, grew up there and went to California and came back and again we're not really sure why but uh clearly she was friends with mercedes and that whole group and mercedes uh, makes her feel bad for having to be like a, a waitress at a casino oh yeah she's uh yeah yeah she's a piece stuck of, up yeah. yeah very i mean if anybody out there is named Mercedes and is a nice person, I'm really sorry. But <laughs> I feel like you name a character Mercedes in a in a movie like this and you kind of fill in the rest. Yeah. Well, there's another red flag scene, too, because Ma sends the group a text of her like she she gave them booze like she left it by their car. Yeah. She leaves school. another box of alcohol <laughs> and then in she, a parking lot yeah. at the school. And then she sends them a, a text. So like basically inviting them to party and they're like how'd she get our number yeah <laughs> and they don't really go like they agree that um Haley probably gave it to her when they were drunk she was drunk but yeah, yeah it's a red flag yeah yeah but they just blow it off because you know that's that's what you do in this kind of this kind of movie no and then there's a big party yeah when they pick up the booze in the parking lot she's standing like right behind a wall around the yes. corner right y yes i don't know how y'all's high school worked i went to a really small school but adults were not allowed on campus they like legit called the cops if they were like adults who were just on campus and didn't check into the main office hmm. so like yeah, no, I guess that makes sense, yeah. If you didn't check into the main office, like you were there to pick up your kid, if you were just hanging around the building, they would, like, put the building on lockdown and, like, yeah. call the cops. I'm just saying. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Our... Well, again, le sorry, leads leads me to believe this is, like, a small town because they don't seem to have security or anybody monitoring anything. I had, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I went to a very small school. Oh, yeah. Like, I could see her creeping around outside without getting spotted. Yeah, I mean, like, the student parking lot um, where we went to school was pretty far removed. I mean, it was, well, how, how far away? Did we see the school in the background? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a it was a little bit of a walk, but, I mean, it was still Y'all went to on a school huge ground. school. Well, no, wait, actually, Sam, there was a there was a lot that, wasn't it, like, across the street? Like, across the road or something? It was, I don't remember. <sighs> I don't remember either because there were. I think there were two parking lots, and one was like, wasn't one like the senior lot, and one was everybody else, something like that. that Am I making right. that up? No, that sounds accurate. Yeah, y'all had a huge school. We did. We had a pretty big school. Yeah. Well, the school in this. I mean, the school in this movie is enormous. It looks it like is, it yeah. looks like a yeah. like the the Buffalo Mall or something. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, I feel like that's another strike against because if they don't notice her, then it's a bigger school, so yeah. they can't like notice all these things yeah 
They could, they should have just said what town it was. I feel like it would have resolved a lot of this, and then we'd know was it poorly written or what's going on. Just like a just a fact sheet about like the towns, yeah. like the population, <laughs> demographic numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Juliette Lewis sits down with her daughter, and she's like, "Here's everything you need to know about this town. There's 400 whatever people." You know, just a huge um, exposition dump of information yeah, exactly. about the town. So after they get all this booze, um, she invites like. They have a bigger party with more people this time at her in her basement, and the basement's a little nicer. And um, there's there's a dance party mm-hmm. montage scene, dancing to among other things Funky Town, as you know modern day teenagers do. I did. <laughs> I I grew up on the oldies though, so it's my jam. I get what they're doing. Can I just say, yeah, true fact. Um, yesterday when I was driving to work, Casey and the Sunshine Band came on, and I was like cranking that shit up and rolling by all these like youngsters listening to modern music. I mean, and by youngsters, I mean people our age. And I was like, sup. <laughs> I get, I get dancing to kind of oldies music as a novelty thing, or no, you're you know, right. a, a change from whatever whatever kids listen to these days. But they, no one says anything about the fact that they're dancing to Funky Town, and at one point the safety dance, and and I get what they're doing from a film. Like the movie's perspective, it's Ma's glory days, you know? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that would have been playing when she was a teenager. But none of the teenagers are like, well, can we put on something that we actually like now? Part of me also thought, uh, playing devil's advocate here, but part of me also thought that maybe that's not actually what they were listening to, but maybe what she was hearing. But maybe. I was like, eh, if she does turn it up, then that's whatever. I don't yeah. know. But I mean, if you're a teenager and who this chick that you think is cool is let it buying you alcohol and letting you crash in her basement, I mean you're probably like, all right, we can listen to her shitty '80s music and sure, that's just fair. Get super drunk. That's fair. Yeah. At one point, Ma goes to I think Durrell and he she squeezes his arm and says, "Milk did that body good." and then uh there's also pounding on the ceiling that comes back and uh she says that old ice machine but then she goes upstairs and she gets a syringe and we see that syringe for the first time oh um one thing i noted uh the first time that she hears the knocking from upstairs she had just taken a drink and she Mm -hmm. talked she went on about how like she doesn't drink anymore because of the last time and it was you know got out of hand but they never bring that up again Right, and I was kind of thinking like maybe that was part of like the reason that things started to escalate is she started drinking again. Hmm. But I thought about that too, Sam. But they don't touch it on it again. No. Yeah, and I mean it. It doesn't connect to what happened with her in high school either because that was at the end of the school day, and it's not like they were actually at a party. Um. Again, from like a PTSD standpoint alcohol and drugs can sure. um, make things yeah. worse and make you go a little out of control as they can do if you don't have PTSD, but you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, you're right though. I think it's one of those sloppy moments where something's brought up and it's never really paid off. And I mean, it goes to me also back to, she has a daughter. And so at one point it's like, she like what happened? I don't know. There, 
I think there's you... not that much here, but there, there's like yeah. little hints that are dropped, but they nothing I, really connects. I think you could do a correlation between like her starting to drink and they're having more parties and her spinning out of control. I think that could be a correlation, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just I saying. Mean, maybe I, I feel like it's just being generous to the movie. I feel yeah. like we're we're doing more work than the movie did. I think. Yeah. No. I mean, it's possible. But <laughs> Sam also noticed it as well, so I yeah. feel like I'm not alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's two out of three. All right. All right. I'll I'll give it to you. <laughs> all right. So so uh, Maggie and Haley go upstairs because Haley has to pee, and they hear Ma talking to someone. That's going to come back. You uh, shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. She catches them and sends them back downstairs. Get out of here. And then finally, Maggie is starting to realize that something is off about Ma because she's like, we got to go. Let's get out of here. Like, she knows something weird is Both happening. Both of the girls are ready to go. Yeah. And then <laughs> then we get get to the morning and they have each like 150 texts from Ma that are like, I'm so sorry. Are you mad at me? Blah, blah, blah. blah. So really obsessive behavior here. Yeah. But uh, little little Andy, little Andy makes a move. Oh, yeah. He asked uh, Maggie out. Yeah. They're, so they're actually adorable. I like them as a couple. They're so cute. cute. They are. They're cute. Sam, couple. what did you think? So cute. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy again. Ma's just at the school and she wants to party. Yeah. She she like pops up out of nowhere as they're leaving. Yeah. And she's on camp, the school campus again. And they're like, I have homework and I have a paper. And, you know, you're in high school. Like you have shit to do during the the week and she doesn't like that as an answer and gets kind of mad at them yeah. but they avoid the situation she's like don't you want to party like rock stars yeah yeah and then we see her buying booze for another group and she tries to do the same thing by like luring them to her house but they um throw something at her and call her a loser so i was confused there because i was like Okay, so we see her... It was just something about the sequencing, and I don't want to get too hung up on this, but I was like, she goes to the gas station, she's buying drinks for another group, then they're following her back to her place, but doesn't she have the alcohol still, and then they drive by, and they throw a drink at her window, and they say loser, and they drive away, and I'm like, did they not... Was it the same group? Was she... No, it was a different group. No, I mean, like, was it a different? Was it that the same group that she bought alcohol for that just did that? I don't. I assume yeah. so. No, because she. There's a scene of her giving them the alcohol right oh. outside, and then she's like, "Follow me." Oh, okay. And so they already have their booze, so they're following her, and she's like all excited. She thinks she has like another group to hang out with of these quote unquote cool kids, yeah. and then they call her a loser and drive off and she cries that's the second cheap jump scare in the movie when they think against the window yeah Yeah. right actually the first jump scare was at the window too when she first uh when she first buys the group the alcohol and she like gives them the change at the window it's Mm -hmm. like a real quick knock on the window like yeah and the movie i think it's only the two maybe a third one but the jump scares are really cheap in this i just didn't feel like they were effective either because they're not set up you know you know like a jump scare typically is like there's, there's anticipation maybe, 
yeah there's build up there's something over there blah 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 but this is just kind of like you're going along and then boom someone hit the window and it's like eh I, I would I would say there's like kind of another jump scare a little later. Yes, there is another jump scare later. Well, now you have to tell us what is it? It's uh, when they sneak into the house and the daughter Jeannie is there. Oh, with the oh, mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> you you also see her like walking around in the background, like that, you see her go by yeah, really quick. That's and a good she, one. I think yeah. that's that's a quality scare. Yeah, that and and because there's anticipation actually building up to it, because you see her kind of creeping around. And her and her mom almost have the yeah. same hair, so yeah. I also like how when she's in the background. We're jumping ahead here, but but when the daughter's in the background, you don't know it's her or anything. It's like pink, so she's wearing like yeah. hot pink in yeah. the background. So I don't know. I, I can't think of really any other movies where the threat in the background is hot pink. Uh, so, color out of space. <laughs> oh, okay, fair, fair. Yeah, I was gonna say Mean Girls. I don't know. <laughs> mean Girls. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> mean Girls, a classic <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> they're they're bitches, so you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. If so, this movie was more like Mean Girls with a crazy person at the center of it, I, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Isn't that like yeah. the Heathers? Isn't that the plot That's of Heathers? That's what I was just going to say, Heathers. Ooh, I have a confession. Have you never seen Heathers? Because I, I own it. I've never seen Heathers. All right, Sam, we're done. We're with us. <laughs> I'm forcing Ben to watch <laughs> oh, <shit>. Heathers. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's become a Heathers podcast. <laughs> yes. Every week you have I, a guest on to make them watch Heathers. I think that would be a great podcast. I mean, I don't know if it would because I've never seen the movie. Oh, do you know how you'd start the, the podcast? Are you ready, Sam? How? Greetings and salutations, my <laughs> friends. It's Christian Slater in the movie. Sorry. I don't know. Says, over my head. Greetings whoosh, and salutations. Whoosh, that's the sound of that going over okay, my head. Okay, yeah. That's when I realized I liked Christian Slater. I was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> I like Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, but uh, it is it is such a sad moment. I mean, and this is where I, I, I like Ma being kind of a tragic figure in this way. She's, she's in the car and she just starts crying really hard, you know, and after, after the kids throw that drink at her and i it it gets me it moves me you know yeah that's when i realized this lady needs therapy she needs yeah. some help oh yeah 100 percent. i mean i knew that before but i was really like you gotta let go yeah got to let go gots to how did they end up they i think they just back there at another party and then maggie doesn't want to drink but ma brings no, her a drink wait wait wait, wait. i, I have jumped ahead you here. jumped you yeah you jumped ahead so they have like um maggie's mom erica coming back home from her training and she's maggie tells her about andy asking her out and that's her boyfriend oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they have that cute little moment together then we have um because Maggie tells her mom she's going to hang out with Haley, I believe. Yeah. And but really they're going to a party. And then we that sh shows mom get ma getting ready, Suzanne getting ready, and then there's a big party in the basement for Stephanie's birthday. And she calls out ma for sounding like her own mom because Suzanne is like talking to her about how boys only want one thing, blah blah blah. Andy comes back over and they start making out and Suzanne gets jealous. Sue Ann. Sue Ann, whatever. She gets <laughs> jealous and that's when she like drugs her. 
the next morning, Maggie wakes up in her bed and she has like, she has no idea how she got there. She's missing her earrings and she has like a scrape on her knee. Yeah. And that's when they go to the mall. Right. And so there is where Maggie says to Andy, I don't want to drink at Ma's anymore. And I was like, thank you. Finally, someone is realizing that this lady is potentially dangerous. And she convinces Andy or gets Andy to agree. No more drinking at Ma's house. Because they set it up where you're not 100% sure if Maggie is drugged. You're like, what's going on? Maybe she's just drinking a lot. And then you realize because Ma returns the drugs at the vet. Yeah. So you're like, okay, yes. And then we have that like classic makeout scene. Yeah. So it's just kind of like really short scenes. Yeah. For this a little is, bit. to me, where the movie, it's just not moving fast enough. And, like, as we're talking about it, too, I'm just like, there's so many, like, all right, they go to another party, and then it's like, she's getting suspicious, and then they do this, and then she's getting suspicious, and then she convinces them that it's fine, and then, and I'm just like... No, I was just going to say, it feels like it kind of plateaus for a while. Yes. Like, yeah, for the, sure. The action rises, we get to the point where she first starts to, like, you know, I, I don't want to go there anymore, or, or even before that, you know, when she starts to initially become suspicious. And then yeah. it just kind of hovers with, like you're saying, you know, just kind of the same thing happens over and over again. And yeah, yeah, it's like and each time it because I mean, th- that's typical for suspense where you bring it up to a certain point and then you pull back and then you bring it up and then you pull back. But like every time you go up that, uh, you know. Uh, that escalating action or that rising action it should get more and more intense and i just feel like it doesn't really yeah you know it's it's like oh so she was roofied her earrings are gone it's like okay that sucks right but like nothing i don't know like we already knew ma was dangerous enough to stuff but like it doesn't really she's stealing people's jewelry like no yeah not the jewelry i don't know no, I totally agree, and that's why I'm just kind of skipping yeah. a little bit to until we get to a part where Ma is blowing up all the group, like everyone in the group, she's blowing up their phones, and Maggie's about talking about how yeah. Adam blocked her, and they're all like blocking her, and that's when Haley sends out like a message to the entire, everyone she knows at school. Did you says, say Adam? Adam blocked her? Who's Adam? Andy. Andy. Oh, okay. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> so that's when Haley sends out a message to the entire school that's like, block this bitch. And yeah. um, there is a funny scene with Ma when she's getting her, her pedicure and she gets the message as well. <laughs> and I'm going to be... my favorite part, I'm going to be that old lady sitting next to her. But, um... So what... So what she... <laughs> Ma watches the thing. She's getting a pedicure. Ma watches the video, and it's, you know, this teenage girl who's like, we're all going to block this crazy bitch. And the woman sitting next to Ma at the pedicure thing, she looks over, and she's like, do you mind? And then she's like, <laughs> stay out of my business. And she's like, you're making your business my business. And then she just calls her like, bitch, or whatever. It's really good. Ma says something, and she's getting up, and then the old lady goes, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that's great there's another flashback scene the the big thing is that she does the classic crazy psycho person thing where ma she gets a new phone but then she also sends a message telling everyone that she has an emergency and she needs them and she's like crying yeah so they give in yep she's like i have something really important to tell you i have an emergency meet me at the rock piles 
I'm just going to say anyone out there who's in a relationship like that, just get out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Classic. So they go to the rock pile, they meet her, and she says that she has cancer. It's pancreatic cancer, so that's why she's been acting so weird, and she's sorry, and, you know, she... This is... I, I could almost... I could almost believe, you know, that someone going through a, a personal crisis like this would be acting as she does. But then she says to them, you know, I really just need a friend or I need some friends right now. And I'm like, these people are You're, children. Yeah, she's a grown up. They are children. She's middle aged. She needs grown up friends. Yeah. And if I was, I'm sorry, but I feel like if I was 16 and an adult said that to me, I would be like, I'm sorry and goodbye. Yeah, seriously. That, that's a lot emotionally to put on 16-year-olds. Yeah. Um, random question. Um, how, so, Sam, you've seen Back to the Future. Yeah. How old is Marty supposed to be compared to Doc? I believe he's supposed to, he's young, right? Is, is he? Because they're just friends, too. Is he in high school? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Is, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. Huh. Oh, isn't he like 16? I think so. He just hangs around this old man. Yeah. Uh, or or no. the old man hangs around him, I guess. Weird. Okay, so, yeah, but, so, maybe that's not great either, but, uh, but they're, you know, they, they seem to believe it, except that Haley sees that Ma is wearing this other girl's bracelet that we saw earlier in the movie. Stephanie, I think. Yeah, it's like this fancy bracelet that I, I don't know, somebody gave her, and... Her they, boyfriend. Yeah, they talk about how they're also missing jewelry, Haley's missing a ring, so they're gonna go break into the basement, um, and get that stuff back so that's what they do well they don't get their stuff back i guess no but they do break into the house yeah. and it's it's a weird house there's like a lock at the top of the stairs and then they find all the creepy cut out photos of themselves and their parents yeah. that's and, the part where i'd be like okay we're calling the cops and then that's where her daughter shows up and does the scare that i mentioned which can we can we linger on this for a moment Okay, so there's this girl. She Jeannie. she's Jeannie, and her mom is crazy. Okay, that's fine. She is told that she's sick, which you know I don't I don't believe it, and I don't think we're supposed to. She has um, was it Munchausen? Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. These girls are breaking into the house. She's kind of creepily lingering around. Um, I mean, they've been in the house before, so whatever. But she, the way that she introduces herself to them in the room is she holds one of those like wall decoration tribal masks in front of her face and walks in the room like, like it's nothing. Like, as you do, you know, people that you've maybe never met before she's very sheltered obviously <laughs> i just feel like she doesn't know why? how she's she doesn't have friends and she doesn't know how to make friends so, so she's trying to like yeah she am i wrong that holding that mask in front of your face and walking into the room unannounced and just being like standing there creepily not particularly normal either no it's weird <laughs> very i'm weird. not saying that but i'm saying it, she probably doesn't get out much yeah as in she's literally locked upstairs so i could see that working if she had some kind of a weird thing where you know it's like a michael myers she always wanted to have a mask on because i don't know she's embarrassed or something 
being sick. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. But Can we watch some Butch and Munchausen a... by proxy stuff because it's a it's a fascinating Ugh. disorder. No, an unfortunate disorder. It's really disturbing. I can't handle yeah, that is. stuff. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, oh, do we have to? Do we have to? When it comes to stuff like that, or like any even true crime stuff, I just I can't handle it. It's too real. Give Sam me a monster. Yep, Sam gets it. Carrie is glaring at me right now. I'm not glaring. <laughs> I'm smiling. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm the exact same way. I don't really like true crime. I, I love horror, so I think Sam, you and I are on the same page there. But yeah, it's just something about it's too real. It's like the world is already so depressing and and shitty. I don't want to hear about real people killing each other i want the fake stuff you know well honestly even this movie being more on like the thriller side than being more of a thriller than a horror movie I, yeah it's the it's the kind of movie i normally don't like because it is too real yeah. it's something that could conceivably happen and i prefer my horror i mean horror has to be grounded to an extent like you know it has to be believable for it to be effective but this is just so you know this this could be a true crime story yeah, for sure. It's a very, you know, she's a very human antagonist. And I think in a way, I mean, that's that is one of the movie's strengths. But like I said at the beginning, it doesn't fully work for me for a couple reasons. But I don't know. I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I think it is campy, though. It, it, it kind of like is a little bit it's a little bit like on the line between like it didn't really commit to the camp and i i we talked about this before i think we i i just wish it committed a little bit more to the campiness i think the best moments of the movie are when it really lets itself descend into camp when Agreed. it really lets itself do that well the camp and also to an to an extent there's some gothic horror stuff going on i mean sure. the the girl being trapped in the house and oh man speaking of i the cage at, at the top of the stairs the way yeah. that it, it's so cool it's just yeah. it's one of the coolest looking things in the movie and i love that yeah, yeah but i agree and, and and it's like these things are just kind of in there as features of the movie but they don't really factor into the feel of it like i would have loved it if if it had more of a tone of of you know gothic like i don't know dark and brooding but i'm so glad it doesn't have any of that gothic it doesn't have any brood it doesn't brood I, I think it's definitely missing something i don't know if it's gothic or what yeah but it is missing something why don't you like gothic stuff carrie i don't know i'm over <laughs> it <laughs> we're gonna have to rewatch the crow now okay that's fine <laughs> um no i just i don't think it would fit because it's trying to be it's campy in certain places, so yeah. I think it just it needs to go a little bit more that campy. Yeah. I mean, I was saying about this uh, before we started, and I was like, you know, it kind of makes me think of, like, if Misery, you know, Stephen King's Misery, if, like, 75% of the movie was just the dude driving along and, like, seeing this lady on the side of the road or something, and then in the last 10 minutes of the movie, she's like, I got you in my house now, and that's, <laughs> and then he, like, you know, is like, oh, no, and then he breaks out. Like, yeah. that's that's what... If this movie embraced that campiness and kind of over the top, you know, violence and stuff earlier on, it would have been a lot more fun. No, I agree. But yeah. Anyway, so we're we're still in the middle of the, you know, kind of rising action as it, you know. So simultaneously, while the girls are in the house and talking with Jeannie, um, Ben goes to the vet with his cat. 
and he wants to catch up. <laughs> Supposedly. Yeah. And um Ooh, before we go, can I just say, um, I appreciate the fact that there's a bad guy in this movie named Ben. Um <laughs> so I noticed because Ben is my name that in the movies when a character is named Ben, they're typically a nice person. And it's always like, oh, that's the Ben of the you know, they're they're always Ben and they're always nice. And I'm like, <laughs> this Ben is a real dick. And I, um, I just appreciate that. Kylo Ren in Star Wars is named Ben. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. He's a dick, but you know he's he's redeemed at the end, sort of, and a whole bunch of people fell in love with him, and I don't know, <laughs> pisses me off. They I've just been... they just love Adam Driver. Let's be. You know real. what it is? It's just it's just the name. They're like Ben can't be a bad guy, but we can be bad guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right i'll take your word <laughs> it's a diverse name that's all i'm saying don't you know don't pigeonhole us all right well <laughs> i mean carrie you got your villain you got carrie you know it's true i don't have a i don't have a ben well <laughs> not that this guy is something but it's not always fun having the name of a villain because I guess that's true then you get called like scary carrie and like all this stuff and you call me well, just because it rhymes yeah but like and you like horror stuff yeah but i'm just saying like it's not always fun because you say your name and people are like "Ooh, carrie are right. you gonna like set me on fire and i'm like maybe and then you're like yeah if you're, <laughs> you're annoying me but right. yeah anyway <laughs> let's let's move on so right. but yeah he shows up at the vet and then yeah, we start to see more slightly more flashbacks. Throughout the course of the movie, we're seeing flashbacks. She like Carrie said she got invited to uh a party. A party. And then did she get the note yet? I, I think then we she, see yeah, this she, this is the flashback where we see she gets the note that says, Meet me at the janitor's closet at the end of school, and it's from Ben. And did people ever really go to the janitor's closet to to do stuff at school? Ours was locked. Right? I mean, I guess it was the 80s. Yeah, they didn't have locks then. Yeah, <laughs> the lock was actually invented in 2003. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know in the 80s, like, in the high school I went to, like, people could still smoke on campus. Like, the kids, yeah, like the high true. schoolers. Yeah. You so, could smoke on airplanes. Yeah. But that's I mean, wild. in high school, like, the high schoolers would smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway. It was a wild time, those 80s. That's right. Yep. <laughs> well, so much dancing, you know, dancing to uh, the fuck. Uh, safety I, dance. Yeah, safety dance. I fucked up my own joke. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway so um, there's that, like, what's supposed to be an intense scene of the girls slipping out while mom comes home. Yeah. We see. Are you saying that was not an intense scene, Carrie? Not really. I thought it was. I don't know. Had some tension, Sam. No, yeah. Um, I don't really remember them leaving so well, so obviously it wasn't a super effective scene for me. <laughs> Very memorable. Yeah. I think what threw me off is that she called her her cat statue Kitty Cats, and I was like, I, I can't. <laughs> so you're like, no more tension in the yeah. scene. Is... Anytime someone says Kitty Cats, it makes me laugh so hard that <laughs> I'm just statues. Like... I do love her like rearranging the statues. Yeah. I don't know why, but like the idea of this woman coming home and immediately being like, my, my Kitty Cats. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah, but, yeah, that's fair. I think more importantly, we see her actually like drugging her daughter, which yeah you know 
Yeah. Mm. So, and, and like Jeannie, so her daughter Jeannie is saying to her, you know, she wants to go back to school at this point, and she, uh, Sue Ann is like, you know that they're just going to make fun of you. You're too sick. The doctors don't know that you're sick yet. You know, so it's pretty clear from this that Sue Ann is keeping her sick. And uh, so then she goes to the bar to meet Ben. Yeah. And as, so at that point in the movie, too, we get yet another flashback where Mercedes is in the girl's room with her and she's t explaining to her how she should give a blowjob she's also putting on her lipstick and she's putting on her lipstick and then she says what did she say like just move your head pow, up pow and... she's like pow girl she just says move your head back and forth yeah it'll be over very soon trust me trust me yeah but yeah then we're at the bar with bad guy ben and sue ann he's making small chat and then he he pulls out a, a tracker that he has on his truck and he's like why is my son at your house and yeah. the way he does it is very like he's so nice and he's like oh yeah catching up you know how you been blah, blah, blah. i was married too but she passed away blah, blah, blah. and then he pulls the the tracker it's like he like, waits till he has his drink is? yeah and i mean yeah as we said the acting is really good i think he does a great job there because you can actually see the turn yeah he, he takes his drink and then he just like starts glaring yep. at her and you just see the change it was great yeah and then <laughs> he's like i think you're trying to get back at me you're a loser so people yep. don't change <laughs> yep you're a loser sue ann yeah this guy is just so stuck in high school too like, this guy peaked a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Because even she says yes, like, she means he hasn't changed right. either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just mean, the way that... Who calls adults... If you're an adult and you call another adult a loser, like, you're such a loser. Right. I just feel like it's so... That's such a high school insult. I'd be like, what are you... What? I feel in like... What, in what sense? I feel like <laughs> as a grown-up, you would first ask your son why he's going to this lady's house at like right six o'clock at night and then you'd be like all right well i'm calling cops yeah and end of end of movie that's true did did this guy actually talk to his kid probably not he just tries to get him Come arrested on. yeah but yeah. you know yeah not a not a good guy not a good dad we have to mention sue ann's boss at at some point Oh yeah, the vet. I love Allison Jenning. I think that's who it, her name. I don't know. I don't know who it is. She's great. She, I love her. It's great, but she treats her like absolute shit. Like every time, she's just, just like, treat, just take a horse tranquilizer. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. At one point, yeah, she has a, a Sue Ann says she has a migraine, so she can't concentrate. And she's like, I don't care. Take a take a horse tranquilizer. Get back to work. Like every time she sees her, she's just like, What are you doing? get off the phone stupid like it's just it's so over the top but that's one of those things where i i like that aspect of the movie because it's really over the top and ridiculous and she was also wearing a bunch of turquoise jewelry so that's why i assumed we were like in the southwest hmm. yeah so maggie talks to andy and you know basically says i don't think ma has cancer and at this point you know I think Maggie has, she pretty much lays out the premise. She's like, I think that Ma's in love with your dad and now she's like in love with you and she's obsessed with you and she's dangerous and she's going to take us in the basement and try to kill us later in the movie. Yeah. 
I think that's what she says. But yeah, she's yep, exactly. <laughs> she's pretty much figured it all out. Oh yeah, and then this is the part where Maggie comes home and Sue Ann is there and she's quote unquote checking in on the dog. And this is the part where like right at this point in the movie things actually finally start to pick up. Right. Yeah, cuz she even makes a comment about how she gets too like attached or something about like too involved or i don't know yeah to the mom but it's perfect because she even like says maggie's name wrong and like ask her where she goes to high school and all this stuff and calls her mags yeah Yeah. it was a good scene yeah yeah and then like right after this is when we get the full experience of what happened to sue ann in high school because we get the final i think the final flashback yes so it's in the closet the bj happens this the like she's talking to this you know disembodied voice in the dark closet but then afterwards she comes out and then in the hall is like half the fucking school and the first person that she sees though is ben who was supposed to be the guy in the closet in mercedes and they're all just laughing and they're like how was it and the, this other guy that i don't even think we've seen before comes out so it's real fucked up i mean she was basically raped yes so that's ultimately the catalyst for all the revenge and everything which i totally get but it's not like a straight morality play though because ma's character is also like tormenting her daughter like i don't know it's you a know lot what I mean? like that's that's what i meant like when it doesn't i i'm not sure what the movie's trying to say about her about uh, i don't know like i feel like revenge i don't know it doesn't really have a clear i think through line to i me. think that they were trying to do a lot like if you watch true crime and you know more about like the psychology behind it i think that they were trying to play that stuff up but i don't think they did a good enough job yeah because like munchausen by proxy that usually means um, people want attention but they also want control yeah so in everything she does she wants control like she wants to control these kids like her house yeah. she's controlling her daughter she's you know what i mean yeah and also we just don't know the context for how genie was even born or anything too right. like what was her relationship with her husband like or whoever that yeah she's supposed assumed, to be married i assume she killed him see i would have loved that <laughs> yeah i just assumed i would like that but there's there's no real hint that that's actually what happened yeah i don't know yeah it's, it's like we're given the this this puzzle of this lady and we're missing this huge chunk yeah. definitely you know we and it's yeah to the point that like you can't even really try to put the pieces together because it just feels like you're grasping at straws right yeah so yeah i i feel like um, part of me is like maybe they should have just had ma be like make this movie actually be about sue ann and it's just her as the main character instead of the kids yeah. you know but th- it's like they wanted to merge what's going on with the kids and make it scary and then also have Ma be kind of also the main character. It, I, don't know. I would have been okay with that if she didn't have like a daughter. Like yeah. I feel like instead of a daughter, she should have had like a mom or something that she right. was like controlling. But that's just me. Ooh, that would yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. She had like an elderly mom that's like stuck upstairs yeah. or something. Like that's what I feel like, huh. or like her husband. Yeah, you know, I mean, because like the daughter doesn't it doesn't necessarily play into it, except that the daughter just happens to be these kids' ages. But it's yeah. not like the daughter's involved with them in any sense. Yeah, I, I thought it would have been better if she didn't have a kid. Hmm. Yeah, I just want I just wanted Ma to go like full Freddy Krueger, you know. Yes. Like for most of the movie, you Same. know. 
Yeah. So, all right. But yeah, things escalate pretty quickly because <laughs> we see Mercedes running down the street, just doing like her jog. <laughs> and this is what I want more. <laughs> yes. Finally, you know, Ma is in the truck and she sees Mercedes and she just, you know, casually swerves into the other lane. Runs her over. And runs her, runs her over. I think she says bitch or something. Yep. Squished. And then she's like, fucking bitch. And she just drives off. Yep. So full derangement at this point. And yeah, I think we've established all three of us kind of would have liked this a little bit sooner, maybe. For sure. The Mercedes kill, does that come before um, or is it after the uh, the thing with her boss? Before. Yeah, before. It is before? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think this is, this is, yeah, this is the first kill that we see. Okay. Yep. Because I think the boss is next. Yeah. Well, so the very next thing is that Maggie notices that the dog is sick. She says that it's bleeding. She she hears the dog in the backyard. So it's nighttime. She hears the dog in the backyard, goes out to check on it, and she sees in the distance, it's very clearly Ma, but it's she's off so far that, you, you know, she couldn't really make an ID or anything. But... Poor yeah. Louie. Yeah. He's Poor bleeding. Louie. She took a bunch of blood. Yeah, and that's when... Oh, I get it. So she just went there to go get yeah. the dog's blood. Yeah. Okay, I was so worried about that dog. I was like, did no. she stab it? What's going on? No, I think she just took... You think took... the dog's going to be okay? Is the dog okay? Yeah, I think she just took... Dog's fine. I All right. think she All just right. took blood from like <sighs> his vein and his paw. Okay. So, yeah. And that's, though, when Erica... Um, Maggie's mom is like, should we call Maud or Suzanne to like have her come and check? And that's when Maggie's like, no, she's crazy. And she finally tells her mom everything that's been going on. Which she should have told her that when Ma was in the house at the very least. Yeah. Like after she left, that's kind of what I expected is like after Ma left that she'd be like, okay, mama, there's something I need to tell you and you're not going to be happy, but um, you cannot talk to that lady anymore. (laughs) Right. But, exactly. Yeah, no. Um, but Maggie gets grounded. She does. She gets grounded big time. And I really like uh, Juliette Lewis as the mom in this. She's she's a good mom. <laughs> she, she is. She gets very pissed. And I can't remember exactly what she says. It but was, it's it was really perfect. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we. that's when we see the vet is dead in the, like, in a cage. It's just a quick flash. We just kind of see her. Nothing really happens there, but we see that, uh, yeah, she's she's gone, too. And then... Ben shows up. Then Ben shows up at Sue Ann's house because earlier we saw that she was looking up how to get one of those trackers off one of the trucks. So she has the tracker. He followed it to her house, and she shows him, and then she stabs him with a syringe gets him and then another kitschy saying he wakes up naked and strapped to the bed yep and there's a louis blood blood bag yeah it's hard to say yep right near him and she grabs his wiener <laughs> what she grabs his wiener they show it i just didn't expect you know it was it was surprise wiener yeah i was pretty like oh sure. they just went for it pretty sure it was a fake wiener well yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah, but in the context of the movie, yes. she grabs his wiener. Uh, but she has a big knife, and she's she's going to threaten to... She threatens to, to cut off his wiener. Yeah, but instead, she transfers dog blood to him and then Ugh. slits his wrist on the this other side. This was weird. Why did... Oh, it's so gross. And then gives yeah. him a shot to knock him out. Yeah. 
That's a lot of things. I, so I was just, I was like, why all three of those things? Wouldn't So wouldn't dog blood kill you? Yeah. Yeah, God, that would be so painful. Yeah. I'm cringing so much over here. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, she's giving them a dog blood. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucked up. And then she cuts his wrist. And I was like, oh, okay. I think she okay. cut his wrist to make the blood go through his system faster because oh. he's losing blood. So it's going to make it pick up the transfer blood Is faster. That a thing? Is that real? that's what i thought she was doing like oh like siphoning it kind of oh that's interesting like (laughs) like your body can't have too much blood so it would just like push back into the bag i don't know if that's a thing yeah (laughs) yeah you can only have so much blood (laughs) i I feel like that's not a thing (laughs) no i mean it i get like a saline drip No, I think it... They don't have to cut your wrist to give you saline. <laughs> I... That's... <laughs> Every so, time you go to the hospital, no. you're like, all right, give me that wrist. I thought... So here's what I thought. I thought if you had, a like, a blood transfusion, I thought if you're already bleeding, then it makes the blood in the bag go through your system faster. That's what that I thought. That is possible. I have no idea. So that's why I thought she did it, but... um. But then she also knocks him unconscious. And I was like, but now he can't experience the dog blood. Yeah. You know? I, I think it would have been better just to leave the dog blood and walk yeah. away. She probably didn't want to hear him screaming. So yeah. she's like, Psh. I guess that's true. And her daughter is clearly still in the house. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, but we could assume that she just, like, tranquilized her daughter, too. But she, she doesn't. To, she seems to do stuff like that. But she didn't this time, I don't think. Because of what happens later. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's the liquor store confrontation with Erica after this. So Erica finds Ma at the liquor store, of course, still. And this is uh, basically she's like, you know, Erica's like, they're kids. You know, what what is wrong with you? You need help. And Ma is just kind of throwing it back at her. And then last thing, she's like mumbling to herself. She's like, I can't believe I took care of Mercedes for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which never comes back. No one, no one seems to notice or care that people die in this movie. No, but whatever. I don't care either. Like it's fine. Right. I don't, I don't need an investigation happening. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So here's here's the start of like well continuation. I guess where I would consider the official start to the end is that Ma sends Maggie pictures yeah. of herself and Auntie. Yeah. At a party at her house. In a video. Yep. And Andy, he's not supposed to be there. And, oh, she's also wearing Maggie's earrings. Yep. So Maggie sneaks out and goes to the party. And when she gets there, Andy is drinking what she doesn't usually do. Yep. And he says, you know, Ma's having everybody else leave because she wants to hang with the original crew. The OGs. The OGs. But the OGs get locked in. Yep. Ma locks them in, uh, puts a bar across the basement door. And then they start passing out. Yeah. Everyone starts passing out. Maggie finds Ben's body upstairs, and then Ma immediately syringes her in the neck. So, yeah. So, this is kind of like the hostile part of the of the movie, where we get a little bit of torture stuff, but it's nothing too extreme. And I think to Sam's point earlier, it's still not bad enough where I, f- I feel like they cut a couple little things here, but this is still beyond, you know, USA or something like that. So, okay, uh, we already talked about how Ma, you know, she she irons the jock's stomach. Uh, she, oh, there's the, what the other girl who goes to parties and pretends to pass out, apparently, quote unquote, pretends to pass out. And she's just sleeping on the couch still. And then... <laughs> 
which I really enjoyed. She gets knocked in the head. Yeah, though. she tries to run away. Ma hits her in the head with the iron, and then she sews Haley's lips shut, which Gross. was pretty good. Yeah. Um, my f- what'd she say? Like, uh, you have the gift of gab or yep. something like that. Like, this will teach you to shut up. And then, oh man, probably my favorite my favorite thing in the movie is uh Durrell. So he's black, she's black. Um she has a can of white paint and she says something like, Sorry, Durrell, they've only got room for one of us and she paints him white. And I was like, That's so fucked up. But I like I liked that kind of as a commentary on, you know, this group of people, but also movies like this you know i right. mm-hmm. i thought that was really smart and, and token, funny and token black guy that's what they call yep <laughs> exactly so uh, that was really funny and on point to me but yeah i wish there was more self-awareness like that too mm-hmm. lots of stuff i wish for mm-hmm. in this movie but uh let's see um andy wakes up andy makes out with ma and tries to it's clearly like he's trying to convince her you know uh, he he says like i love you yeah then she stabs him stabs him stabs him nice and good T- calls him a liar calls him a liar yeah uh what else uh, ding sh- dong yep sheriff shows up um it's uh you know he's like i see all these cars there's booze there's bottles in your lawn what's going on she's like oh, everything's fine the daughter uh comes into view she's in her wheelchair um the daughter helps her because she does yeah he hears like a noise and then the daughter rolls up and pretends it was just her i didn't know if she was actually pretending or trying to help no, I thought she was trying to help her mom at this mm. point. See, that's how I saw really, it. Really? See, I just thought that it was like bad timing. Like, no. Because she was there. Because she wasn't supposed to be. She, Her mom gave her a shot before she started torturing everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and she also later says, you were supposed to be upstairs. Look at what you made me do. True. Try to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, because, so Maggie does scream downstairs, and the cop, you know, turns around. He's going to go in the house and bang uh ma shoots him surprise the gun works surprise yep same gun as earlier yep um i don't know what this means i wrote pictures and strangle (laughs) oh i got it okay so so ma goes back downstairs and she's making maggie take pictures of her with the group of friends all passed out and tortured and whatnot and then afterwards she hoists uh, so she's got collars on all of them like dogs and she hoists maggie up you know by a rope and she's strangling her yeah by the collar strap yeah yeah the leash that's the word leash yeah leash yeah but then uh genie to the rescue because i think ma's going upstairs or something or does she lure her up there oh yeah she lures her up there yeah she she says that the cop's moving so yeah um, she's like mom help yeah so ma goes up the stairs and then she hits her on the head classic uh frying pan in the face yeah and then ma falls down the stairs knocking a candle which yep. starts to burn starts a fire and then Jeannie runs down, like at first she's up there for a minute, and then she decides to help the her, I guess, colleagues, what, what do we call, students, fellow students. <laughs> <laughs> and she, her peers, her peers. There we go. So she runs downstairs and she's like unleashing, like removing them from their yeah. leashes. And they're trying to get out, but they can't, they're trapped. 
And that's when Erica comes to the rescue. Yep. So good timing. Oh, we didn't talk about Erica's friend from work, Stu. I love I Stu. I love Stu. I just want I want more Stu in this movie. Yeah, yeah. me too. But he's a really nice guy, and you know he was her ride, and they came over here. And he's and, wearing a cat shirt. Yeah. I kind of wish that there was more of a, like a confrontation or something between the adults and all this because mm-hmm. it, it happened pretty quickly. You know. They just kind of show up, and then they're like, get the door open, and then that's it. And then yeah. the, the kids are pretty much out. And everyone, also the kids all wake up conveniently at the same time. That's another right. thing I don't love about this ending. Yeah. But, I mean, there is that part where um, Erica is apologizing. Yeah. And is like, you know, what happened to you shouldn't have happened. I should have done something. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, there is kind of a confrontation but not really yeah what just happens is maggie just stabs uh ma in the spine and it's yeah. like i'm well, not my mother yeah i mean we should say so what what's happening too is that ma grabs Jeannie and isn't gonna let her leave and she's kind of receding back into the burning basement into the burning house and so ma turns and that's when uh yeah maggie goes to to save Jeannie. really stabs ma and yeah she gets genie and they all get out and ma goes back inside and she goes upstairs and lays down with evil ben's body and then they all get on fire and that's it and that's it that's the end we see the house burning and and then um to just to keep things interesting uh we watched this on dvd and we were like wasn't there something else after this i can't remember something else happened and then did you know there was an alternate ending sam no i had no idea yeah so i was so confused because i was like wasn't there something else i can't remember because we we must have watched the deleted scenes previously so i was like i remember a different ending and so i kept it on was like maybe it's after the credits and then after the credits played the dvd started auto playing the deleted scenes like without me selecting it. So I was like, oh, there is an after credit scene. And so, but it really wasn't. It was just an alternate ending. Oh. But huh. so the alternate ending, though, is the group of friends like gets out of school for the day. There's some exposition where Jeannie is looking really healthy, really normal, and I think is living with Maggie, Maggie and her mom. Yeah. And then the friends are like, you want to go hang out? Like, they're still up to their old shenanigans because Haley says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop by my grandma's and grab some vodka or something like that. And they're all going to go drinking. And then we cut to Ma... Or no, we cut to, like... We cut to them drinking at the rocks. Yeah. And- oh, we see Ma's hand reach into the cabinet at the vet. And grab a bunch of drugs. And then she walks down the hall and that's when... You see like her burned flesh. Yeah, her back is all burned up. Um, but then she's walking towards the end of the hall and that's when we would see the the dead vet if they had kept the that ending. Yeah. And huh. so she's still alive while the kids are partying yeah. at the rocks and her daughter is like part of the group. Yeah. So. Huh. I don't like it. the only thing i like about it is i kind of want a movie where ma is just a a more cliche slasher villain and she's just taking out kids left and right i liked that she was wearing a hat that said sexy (laughs) and it was bedazzled (laughs) 
That's true. I forgot. I wish she wore that hat more. I just want to see Ma like with a cleaver, you know, yeah. walking around just. I think what we really wanted to watch was Serial Killer Mom. Yes. Do you remember that movie? Wait, what? Serial Killer Mom. Is that a real thing? I think it's that's what it's called. It has... Um, oh, I thought you just meant in general, like, Serial Killer Ma. No, it's a movie. It's oh. really good. It has... Um, oh, we saw him. He was in Scream. Uh, Tall dude. Oh. Uh, uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Who is uh, it, Sam? What's his name? The actor. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, yeah, he's in it when he was like a little baby. Oh, it's called yeah. Serial Mom. Yes, that's it. Serial Mom. Yeah, Ricky Wake. That? Yeah. What? <laughs> Kathleen Turner. What? Yeah. Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake was in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What? Ha- okay. Serious question. What happened to Ricky Lake? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. All right, our listeners out there, if you have seen Ricky Lake recently tell us what's she up to yeah it's john waters that's why i've seen it uh, so like, where's my ricky because <laughs> <laughs> i've seen like Where all in the of world his is movies ricky Lake? yeah because you know being a little punk kid you gotta watch john waters sure 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 yeah yeah i didn't know who john waters was for a really long time he's the, he's got the little mustache right yes yeah i know john waters i guess it's wrap-up time so there's the two questions and the first one is was this movie scary no but i don't know if it was really trying to be right yeah you mentioned thriller yeah i honestly i don't even it's definitely i mean it's a horror movie but it's barely a horror movie right they call it a horror movie which is why i feel like we can get away with doing it on this show but you're right i after re-watching it this time i was like you know what I don't know if this is a horror movie. I mean, I guess it's like a really low-key slasher. So it definitely, I mean, I, I would definitely call it a horror movie, but uh, yeah, it's not scary. It was marketed as a horror movie, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think it's scary at all. Yeah, same. Yeah, answer is no. I think that, yeah, I don't know that it's trying to be scary. I, I mean, okay, I, I think it is trying to be scary. I think it's trying to be suspenseful, and I think it's trying to give people that that dread of oh my god you know this lady's crazy and she's gonna you know they better not go don't go into that basement you know but i feel like they could have done a lot to make it scarier agreed yeah (laughs) all right so the answer is no our second question does this movie have lasting appeal i would say so I, I mean, like, like I was saying, you know, I could see this coming on on cable and going like, you know, even 10 years down the line going like, oh, this is kind of fun. I'll watch it. Yeah. And I don't think anything in it will feel too dated. That's true. I guess maybe that's one of the positives of they don't really do much setting work here is that it could be anywhere USA, anytime USA sort of. Yeah. yeah, besides the them using Snapchat or whatever to do the video call, it could be anywhere. Right. Anytime. Yeah. Was that Snapchat? I So I'm assuming it's Snapchat based on the way that it was working, because they talk about it like they're texting, because they right. mentioned, like, oh, how'd you get my number? But yeah. the, there's no texting platform that, like, lets you do massive video chat. No, it would have to be Snapchat. Yeah. I just, I was like, it could be any generic. Yeah, Snapchat video. or yeah. Talk at Me or WhatsApp right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know any of, I mean, I know what they are in theory. Yeah. I just do not use these apps. Yeah. I tried to use Snapchat. I cannot figure it out. It just, <laughs> something about it just boggles me. 
I haven't even bothered. I I very briefly uh, was in a middle school setting uh, as a teacher, and everyone was like Snapchat, 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 and I was just like, I I don't even know. I, I it made me feel really old, like one of those people that's like, you kids using your video chats. See, that's what I was just thinking when you guys were saying that, and then it reminded me, true story. <laughs> I never, uh, I felt like my, my parents the other week, I had to YouTube a video on how to work a, a stapler, this fancy ass stapler. <laughs> Wait, what? What? I had to YouTube how to work a fancy ass stapler because I couldn't figure out how to get the staples in it. Huh. Oh, okay. And I was like, is this how our parents feel when we talk about like, um, yep. you know, like Snapchat to them? Yeah. I mean, just imagine when we are as old as our parents, like in our you know late 60s or whatever early 70s and they have you know like eye computers that you just stick into your eyeball and we're gonna be like how do you how do you click it (laughs) where's the mouse yeah where's the keyboard (laughs) it's terrifying there is no keyboard ma god god you have no idea so uh, yeah, I mean, I think in that sense, I think this is kind of a funnish B movie, but I, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it has lasting appeal. Uh, I could see it being like a, a a time passer, and I do like it as one of those movies that comes on late at night, or people are like, hey, you you want to check this one out? But at the same time, I think. You know, it's been out for a little over a year now. I don't think anybody's really talking about it. I think other than the fact that Octavia Spencer is in it and that it's the guy who did the help, I don't know if people would even if if it would even be on people's radar if it didn't have the names attached to it that it has attached to it. Yeah, you're probably right. So I'm gonna say no. I don't think it has lasting appeal. I feel like this is going to be a movie that eventually gets like a little cult following because I feel like a lot of B movies eventually get like a little cult following. Yeah. But I, as like a mass overall, uh, what am, word I'm looking for? A mass lasting Ma- appeal? Mass appeal, yeah. I'm going to say no. Well, to complicate things, I mean, so I, could, I, I feel like I can't even call this like a cult movie because... It did, it did really pretty well. well. So the, the it did really well. Yes. So the budget was five million dollars. USA gross forty six million dollars. Uh, that's a win. That's um, a lot. That's like that's yeah. forty one million more dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like literally. And, and that's only USA gross. World worldwide gross sixty one million. So I mean. It did well for its time, so it's not like it flew under the radar. People saw this. I mean, it looked good, like in the previews, yeah. and then I was like, Juliet Lewis, hell yeah. yeah! I just feel like it doesn't deliver on the thrills, you yeah. know? Like the, the the premise sets up so much more than the movie actually gives us. Yeah, totally. You can so, tell you can tell that the director doesn't do horror very often. Oh, definitely. Right. I think that's yeah. exactly it. I mean, yeah. It, I don't know. I, I, yeah, you said it. I mean, I feel like the, 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 the director is more interested in some other things going on, which makes it a little bit interesting in that sense, because there's, I don't know, there's nice moments throughout. Like, mm-hmm. I like the interactions between mom and daughter. I like, you know, um, the, the teenagers, I think, you know, 
they're they're real realistic and i don't know the human aspect of it is good but like the thrill aspect of it the plot the horror eh me nothing really i, I think yeah. that aspect of it doesn't have much i mean i i could see potentially though you know that that's all kind of hype and everything so maybe people's expectations going into it like myself wanted a little bit more so i could see now that maybe it, it's out and it maybe it gains a little bit more of a life uh as a you know stream something on streaming or something like that i i, I guess it's possible that that people like find something else that they love about it that's not you know so related to how it was advertised does that make sense yes <laughs> <laughs> all right um also so uh, like i said a little over a year later at this point uh, rotten tomatoes critic rating is at a 55 percent it's pretty low rotten tomatoes audience score 64 uh, percent so a little bit better than the critics actually which i find kind of surprising and then imdb score 5.6 out of 10 i feel like that seems legit yeah. that time yeah. yeah yeah agreed so yeah um you know kind of a middle of the road reception it's you know. a middle of the road movie. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I think we did it. Oh, all right. We did. I think that's it. Success. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another one in the bag. <laughs> well, before we go, uh, Sam, is there anything you want to tell our listeners about? Like, do you do any, I don't know, cool, cool, fun things? Do you have like a. Uh, do you have any PSAs for yeah. the people? Um, well, I. Now is when I'd be advertising my creative endeavors where I'd have one. Um, I don't. The closest thing to that I have is a Twitter account where I post mostly uh, about queer theory and how it intersects with the X-Men. Um, nice. So that's uh, School Clam Duke is my what, Twitter handle. What, what is it? School Clam Duke. <laughs> I, like I, I love it. I don't remember why. It's, it's one of those Well, it's dumb... like Cool Hand Luke, but... Yeah, but School Clam Duke. School Clam Duke, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's about it. Um, got nothing else going on. I was going to say, do you play video games with people? You want to make new video game friends, or are you just over it? You're like, nah, that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> um, if you want to play Mortal Kombat with me, I'm on PlayStation as Sam RRH5, and I'm really good at the Fujin, so watch out. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> My last question for you, Sam. Are there any good, like horror books or books in general any anything that you think people should have on their radar or movies uh that people should have on their radar um i've been kind of into uh horror comics lately um specifically stuff by uh lonnie nadler and zach thompson um they did a book together called uh come into me that came out in 2018 that i recently read and it actually disturbed me quite a bit Ooh, which is impressive i love when something awesome. can actually disturb me <laughs> is it like a? Is it actually like a graphic novel or is it like a series? It's uh, it was five issues. Gotcha. So it's yeah. a it's a graphic novel, but comic cool. comics. Yeah. Very cool. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks, Sam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's it for this episode of Last Year's Horror. If you want to support the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news and announcements. Okay, bye. Bye.